0: Hello, everyone. I'm David Baldwin, and I'm the current president of the British Association for Psychopharmacology, or BAP.
1: Welcome, David, to the podcast. It's really nice to be previewing this this event that's happening next month in July in Manchester, the BAP summer meeting on the 23rd to 26th of July. So before we get into that, what's the BAP? Well, thank you for asking. The the BAP
0: is uh, an organisation that was set up in 1974, so we're approaching our 50th anniversary, and it's a forum which brings together preclinical and translational neuroscientists with clinicians, predominantly mental health professionals, and what we do together is to discuss new research findings and think about their potential implications for
1: clinical practice and for people listening to this who maybe don't understand too much about the technical language around psychiatry and psychology there's this big word in your name psychopharmacology what does that mean
0: essentially it's the study of compounds which affect the mind So the compounds would be the pharmacology part and the psycho uh, represents the mind. We go beyond simple psychopharmacology to also think about other things uh, in the area of neuroscience, including neuroimaging and psychiatric genetics. But our core interest has been and always will be, I think, Uh, psychopharmacology.
1: So tell us a bit about what's going to happen at the conference then before we get into the detail of who's going to be talking and what kind of topics what sort of event is it?
0: Well it's our annual event it's always um, uh, very vibrant it's got a good sort of youthful atmosphere and that's because we have so many early stage researchers we have undergraduates Um, and postgraduate students and postdoc researchers who come along and present their new findings sort of gathered over the previous year. And of course, there's an older constituency as well, people like me, really, who've been working in clinical practice for for many years. And the idea is that um, the new findings are, you know, kind of challenging and kind of keep us on our toes so that we can think about potential implications for clinical practice. And of course, it works the other way around as well, where insights from clinical practice can sort of generate new ideas, which people can then go out and and test in the laboratory setting.
1: Ima, do you want to say something about your um, view of the conference? Because I guess you're one of these younger, early career researchers that David's referring to there. You've been to the conference before, you're coming again this year. How does it kind of feel to you as an event?
2: I think it was exactly as David mentioned. I think it was a really nice balance between the kind of enthusiasm and the energy from the young early career researchers who have a lot of kind of exciting um, new research coming through the pipeline. And then the experts who are kind of overseeing, giving a nice background on how the field has advanced to date, giving that kind of excitement for the early career researchers to be interacting and networking with these names. They've maybe just seen on research papers and putting a face to a name, getting that network started as an early career researcher. So, was the excitement between the two? I think was a really great balance.
1: So, David, we can obviously direct people to the program on the website and they can look at everything that's happening across the three days. But give us some of the highlights from your perspective. What are you most looking forward to going along to? Well,
0: I mean, particular highlights include the um, the guest lecture and the public lecture. So our guest lecture this year is given by uh, Professor John Cryan from uh, the University of Cork in in Ireland. And for many years, he's been kind of exploring gut-brain relationships. And at first, this might have seemed a bit cranky. But actually, over the last decade or so, we've really learned lots of exciting new things about how um, the relationships between the gut and the brain are so kind of pivotal um, in in mental health. And and John will be kind of taking us through his uh, career so far in this area, which I'm really looking forward to. The public lecture, I think, is also a really important part of the programme So a few years ago, we decided that it was really important to have a public lecture. So the delegates uh, from the meeting come, but it's also open to the general public. And this year we're focusing on alcohol and alcohol problems. And it's a a great joint presentation from Lucy Rocker, who runs a kind of self-help mutual aid organisation. And Professor Julia Sinclair, who's a professor of addiction uh, psychiatry and is currently the uh, national specialty advisor for for alcohol in the Department of Health. And um, I'm really looking forward to that and thinking about how we can um, kind of skill people up in how to assess uh, alcohol-related problems and think about potential new treatment options. So those for me are, are particular highlights, but I'm also really looking forward to the plenary session which is on on the Monday afternoon and that's focusing on really the management of, of patients who um, sadly haven't responded to first or second line pharmacological or psychological treatments. So patients with sort of treatment resistant uh, conditions and thinking about how we can help them and how we can actually develop new uh, treatments for the, that, that particular problem. The other highlights I'd like to mention uh, are the uh, session where the award winners give their uh, talks. We have uh, four award winners, two junior, two senior from preclinical and clinical psychopharmacology and it's a great opportunity for them to describe their kind of academic journeys so far and the research that they've undertaken and the potential implications for clinical practice.
1: And you've commissioned us this year to come along, the Mental Health, which is one of the reasons why we're having this conversation. So Ema is going to be coming to Manchester and live tweeting the conference at BAP 2023. And there's going to be lots of other people getting involved in that. I'm interested in how you sort of perceive your event and your discussions in the wider mental health context and i guess it's it's often viewed as quite a kind of controversial area these days medication if we talk about mental health medication on twitter you get a lot of people saying you know it doesn't work it's harmful you know let's destroy psychiatry how do you see this kind of fitting together with the wider debate
0: well thank you for asking um the question and, and you you know you make a very good point um unfortunately there are are many people that you know don't have a good experience of uh, of psychotropic uh drug treatment who are you know troubled by side effects either during treatment or or after treatment has ended and um it's important that those voices are are listened to and this can kind of generate ideas for research and and for clinical practice. At the same time, of course, there are many people out there who, um, you know, have been troubled by uh, severe mental health problems who have benefited enormously from psychotropic drug treatment and have tolerated the treatments well and we don't often hear their voices Um, you know people who have a good experience tend to remain silent about it really because of stigma associated with mental health problems and their treatment so what we're concerned to do in the BAP is to kind of provide a forum where you can have a kind of a considered discussion and get the balance right between benefits and and risks. And we hope that the conference can contribute to, to discussions and finding that right balance between thinking about potential disadvantages, but also celebrating success where it occurs.
1: certainly help you try and facilitate some of those conversations on social media, I think that's going to be really exciting opportunity to kind of reach out a bit wider than you have done in the past with this evidence and these sorts of conversations.
0: Yes. Well, we felt as we're approaching our 50th anniversary, it was time for us to come into the 21st century and embrace uh, these kinds of uh, media activities with, with more enthusiasm. So we're really pleased to have the opportunity of working together. Thank you.
2: So the plan with the live tweeting is that we'll attend the major events, so the plenary lectures, the symposia on each of the days. So I'll be representing The Mental ELF and live tweeting from the Mental ELF account. Um, The hope is that we can get this out to, as we mentioned, a wider audience, get the conversation going beyond the room. So not just talking within the conference, but getting those online who may not be able to attend the conference involved in the conversation. I'll be representing the people online so I can ask questions in the room for those who may be interested um, in asking a particular question to a lecturer. Um, And then just getting everyone involved both in the room and online in the conversation in general. Um, I'll also be putting together a team uh, to work with me. So for events that are happening in parallel, it means that although I can't be in more than one place at once, we will have the team that will attend all sessions and get um, the information out there on all of the events that are happening in BAP. So hopefully we'll have a representative at each of the sessions um, to get that information out there and online.